Hey, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And it's my birthday! (laughs) And it's Hometown Homicide. Yay! Okay, welcome back, everybody. I hope everyone's having a great week or had a great week because I forgot this will be Monday. And yeah, a good memorial, safe memorial weekend. I'm celebrating my birthday still. I mean, yeah, my dad's birthday was yesterday. Oh, well, happy late birthday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I thought we would start off this episode with our hearts. Our hearts go out to the those affected by the school shooting in Texas. Yes. At Rob Elementary School. Can't imagine how horrible that was. I just wish something would change. No 10-year-old should have to go to school scared. Nope. There's a lot of... Usually when I think memes, I think funny things, but it's not always funny things. But, you know, like, stuff going around and it's like the the thoughts and prayers and it's crossed out and it's whatever, regulation and change. Uh, Something and change. Yeah. I just legislation change. I don't know, but it's like my yeah, heart something broke needs to be. When I found that out, I I didn't even know how to comprehend it, and I just feel so deeply heartbroken for all those families and kids that had to go through that. At the end of today's episode, we will we got the clearance to reveal the the project that we're getting to kind of help on a little bit. So stay tuned for for what that is actually about. I had. Uh, Brett texts me and he was like I gotta know is the special thing this and I'm like no actually he was like fine (laughs) (laughs) one thing I wanted to mention is there is a manhunt for Caitlin Armstrong oh that's right ding so there's a manhunt for Caitlin Armstrong Uh, she's wanted by the US Marshals for allegedly gunning down a pro cyclist in a jealous rage over a love triangle with her boyfriend um, she was previously charged with larceny after she skipped out on a Botox bill. <laughs> so I know she was, I guess it's been like 14, 15 days. They think she might be in New York, but she is wanted. If you have seen her, call the FBI. That's my soapbox. Okay. And I do apologize today <clears throat> if I sound like I'm struggling because I am. <laughs> Again, have been celebrating my birthday, and I'm not feeling the best today, and... Because not everyone is blessed with no hangovers like me. Right. (laughs) So I'm a little foggy, and I just feel like I can't find words. (laughs) So you have been warned. (laughs) (laughs) But it's my birthday, so just be okay with it. Oh, one last thing. Not one last. Um... Make sure you get your reviews in on Facebook. And also, if you do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods, you do get bonus entries. So you get up to three bonus entries for a total of four. Yes. Thank you to Kay Willie, a.k.a. Kara, for (laughs) your review on Apple. And thanks to Heather for her review on um, the Facebook. And Tamara on the Facebook as oh, well. Oh, yes. And thank you for Tamara as well and everyone else that we've already thanked. But keep those coming in um, so you can get a piece of merch because I know people, I know some people have already said, 
I want that. So, I'm like, well, this is how you do it. Um, and then someone else asked, how can they just buy some merch? So, hopefully, we'll have some pre sales happening soon. So, thank you everyone for your support and all your kind words. Yes. Another little bonus treat for you guys. We got our first, I don't know what we're going to call them yet, because listener tales is definitely a morbid yes. terminology, but a. Uh, uh, Words are so hard. Um, homey, a home tale. So, I mean, we got like a first real email that had like a personal experience, holy shit kind of thing. Yeah. So we thought we'd share it and then hopefully like more people will send them in and then we can actually yeah. make cool episodes out of them and yeah. then call it homey ha. You don't know. Home, home, home style bakes. <laughs> I know that's a food thing. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, if you have suggestions of what we should call it. Very true. Suggestions. Let us know. Email send us. Send them over. First, her email was, hello, ladies. I have to say how freaking excited I was to hear my name mentioned today, which was last week when I said shout out to Marsha, or Marsh, a special derp for Marsh. This made my day. And she said, you ladies are amazing, and I enjoy listening to y'all. You know how to make a girl feel like she's right there with you. Anywho, I just thought I would share with you my true crime story. Attached are the newspaper screenshots from the case and also cat pictures, which we appreciated, we obviously. And cute then cats. And Very sang, cute cats. Yes. And she was like, bye, Marsh. So, and she attached it in a PDF, pedifa, if pedifa. you will. Now I know that. <laughs> the one about when I dated an axe murderer. Hey, homies, it's Marsh from Texas here. Let's get all the mushy-gushy stuff out of the way. New fan here. Hello. Y'all are amazing and wonderful and funny as hell. Y'all make my drive home less horrible. Yay. Glad to hear it. Right. Love it. My true crime obsession started in high school after one of my personal experiences with true crime. So I just thought I would send it and share with you wonderful ladies. Want to hear it? Here it goes. This, This true story takes place my sophomore year in high school, circa 1993. Now I'm showing my age, she says. <laughs> I was 15 years old, and I loved high school. I was on the drill team. I had lots Yay. of friends. <laughs> Me too. And unfortunately had fallen madly in love. Yeah, it sounds stupid now, she says, with a guy named Richard. Dick. <laughs> I said that. She didn't say that. <laughs> he was older, a bad boy, but also a cheerleader and in ROTC. Weird, but whatever. Again, she says that. Not, not me. I knew he skipped class, I knew he smoked cigarettes, and ran with not the best people. But he was popular. Now, as I type this... Now, as I type, this seems as if he led a double life. My dad, R.I.P. dad, told me he knew he was bad news and that I should be careful. I should have listened to him. Everything seemed like a normal high school relationship. It was, it was my first real boyfriend. So, I guess I really didn't know the difference between a bad one and a normal one. We skipped school once, and I went to his house. This was the first time I had ever been to his house. I had never met any of his family. He had already met all of my family. I don't know why I didn't think that to be strange for him to hide me from his family. Well, at his house, he didn't let me see his room. I thought it was strange, but I just brushed it off. Maybe it was messy, maybe he was embarrassed... I never really thought about that day until a few years later. Towards the end of our, quote, relationship, he was beginning to be really jealous. He had to walk me to every class. 
Yeah, that's not good. Oh, not good. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. I couldn't talk to any of my guy friends. Shoot, he didn't even like my girlfriends. Mm. Yikes. So many red flags that I didn't see. So she even called herself out, you know. We, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Same. More than I should have. Things got so bad that I tried to break up with him. He told me, if I can't have you, no one can. I was in tears. I was beyond terrified. I talked to my dad. I told him that I wanted to move schools. I don't even remember the excuse I gave him. He knew something wasn't right. I was involved in dance team. Hell yeah, dance team. Yeah. I had friends. I was that girl, the popular one. But I was not a mean girl. My dad eventually got the truth. I was scared of Richard. So scared, I was willing to leave high school. My dad said, I'll take care of it. And that he did. He disappeared until July 1995. I was just done with my freshman year college and back home for the summer. Watching the nightly news on... Derp. Watching watching the (laughs) nightly news one night, I hear a name that is so familiar. Four young men were in custody Monday in connection with the abduction, rape, and attempted execution of a 19-year-old Pasadena woman they asked for a ride last week. Richard Lee Nieves... I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but he's a dick, so who cares? 21, and three other males have been charged with aggravated sexual assault and aggravated robbery. She was found bound in an open field. She had been shot in the back of the head and appeared to have been raped. Oh. A few days later, she died from the gunshot, and the charges were upgraded to capital murder. Texas, yeah. I got a phone call from the DA asking all sorts of questions about my relationship with Richard. Not sure how they got my number. It was a private phone line. I ended up having to be a character witness to the prosecution. I was picked up from my house in an unmarked police car and taken to the courthouse each day. I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone. I was even escorted to the bathroom. And that wasn't the worst of it. While on stand, I saw crime photos of what they did to this poor girl. And I keep thinking, this could have been me. He had the potential to rape and kill all this time. This poor girl. I attached the newspaper clippings I found online. There isn't much about it online. If you Google his name, it just shows his prison information. I live in Houston, and unfortunately, murder by gunshots sadly happened too often. Mm-hmm. He ended up with life in prison, eligible for parole July 6th of 2035. Hopefully he doesn't get out, because then I will be afraid. Yeah, especially since you testified. Yeah, no shit. This was the guy that I had dated. This was the guy that I was so afraid of. I should have left that relationship long before he started threatening me. But I was young and stupid. We had dated for a year. We've all, we've all been young mm-hmm. and stupid. It's okay. This is why I have issues with my 17-year-old daughter dating. I have issues with her leaving the house. She says, because I am so obsessed with true crime, she will never have a social life. And I tell her she isn't missing much. People suck most of the time. <laughs> You got that valid. (laughs) Anyway, that is my story of how I pretty much dated an axe murderer. Have a wonderful day, Marsh. Not awesome that you almost dated an axe murderer. Right, yeah, no. But But. thank you so much for sharing that awesome story. Sure, 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 sure. Which, at at that time of that happening, there's probably not much found online, but I bet there is on (laughs) newspapers.com. As we have a subscription to that, I might just look into it a little bit more. Yeah. So, but yes, thank you, Marsh, for for sharing that story, and we're glad that you're still around to tell it. Yes, thank you, and thank you for listening, and 
I'm glad that we make your drive less yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into my um, short, bizarre, suspicious death. I was going to do multiple ones, but again, ran out of time. So I might start, you know, Sarah does bizarre news that she's kind of started. I kind of want to do like suspicious deaths, like just short ones. Mm -hmm. So this is Mary Reese. Um, She was born March 8th, 1884 in Columbia, Pennsylvania. I don't know what her maiden name was. There wasn't much about her previous but she did. She married a Dr. Reese, and they had one child, Richard, as well. And he also became a doctor. So you get two Dr. Richard Reeses. Um, so he was born in 1910 or 1911. Um, after Mary's husband died, she ended up moving to St. Petersburg, Florida, where she could be closer to her now adult son and his family. Mary, who was a heavy smoker, was not handling the Florida heat very well. And she had been complaining a lot about it. She was also known to use sleeping pills on the regular. (laughs) Mary had been discussing with her son, Richard, a trip that she was planning to take back to Pennsylvania and how she was looking forward to it because it was a chance to escape the Florida heat. But she also had concerns that the trip was going to fall through. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That very next morning, on July 2nd, 1951, Mary's landlord, Pansy Carpenter, went to Mary's to deliver a telegram that Mary had received. Pansy knocked on Mary's door, but there was no answer. So she decided to just open the door, because last time I checked, landlords can't do that, but it was 1951. (laughs) But when she touched the doorknob, it was warm. And not just, like, warm from Florida warmth, but, like, unbearably warm. So she immediately felt something was wrong and called the police. After police arrived and entered into Mary's apartment, what they found is not what they were expecting. The chair Mary was sitting on, along with Mary, were burnt to ashes. Mm-hmm. And they knew it was Mary because all that was left was her left foot, yeah. skull, and part of her spine. But it, if it weren't for those, they wouldn't even have known it was an actual person's remains. I think... I don't remember the name. I didn't remember her name, but I think BuzzFeed Unsolved had done this. But I was like, oh, is it the foot? Is it the foot? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So Mary's body had been almost completely cremated. The only thing left of the chair were the springs. But next to that was a pile of newspapers, completely intact. Mm -hmm. Even the other furniture, carpet, and walls were all intact. The only sign of fire were a few soft and plastic appliances and some soot on the ceiling from the heat and smoke. Mm-hmm. Just so fucked up. Just, like... Very located to one specific spot. Right. Now, cremation requires a temperature of around 3,000 degrees, but Mary has been essentially cremated. To make this even more strange, her skull had shrunk to a very small size. Size of a teacup! But under extreme heat, the skull would have enlarged, maybe even exploded. It would not shrink. It is the same chick. This, of course, complicated the investigation, which led the St. Petersburg police to admit their defeat only after five days. Hmm. Now, the landlord, Pansy, said that she did smell smoke around 5 a.m. 
but dismissed it because she thought it was just an electric Trump. Oh, what? Trump. Sure. I don't know if it was supposed to be pump, but I read Trump. I was like... Interesting. Anyways. Hmm. And that, which usually gave her trouble. Police were able to confirm that Mary's time of death was 4.30 a.m. Because that is a time on the clock that stopped after the socket had melted. (laughs) So that kind of adds up. So it's not like she could have been cremated and then brought back. You know what I mean? Right. Because I, like, immediately thought of that. Yeah. As what could have happened. Mm -hmm. A month later, the police chief put the shoe that was on Mary's remaining foot... Six small objects believed to be her teeth, part of the carpet, and glass shards found in the ashes in a box and sent it to the FBI with a note. We request any information or theories that could explain how a human body could be so destroyed and the fire contained to such a small area and so little damage done to the structure of the building and the furniture in the room, not even scorched or damaged by smoke. Weeks went by before the FBI declared this is a case of the wick effect. An unfortunate combination between Mary's flammable nightgown, her cigarette, and the fact that she had taken sleeping pills. Once the body, and this is a quote from the FBI report, once the body starts to burn, there is enough fat and other inflammable substances to prevent varying amounts of destruction to take place. Sometimes this destruction by burning will proceed to a degree which results in almost complete combustion of the body. That's still wild, though. According to physical anthropologist Wilton Krogman's report, he said, I find it hard to believe that a human body, once ignited, will literally consume itself, burn itself out, as does a candle wick. Guttering in the last residual pool of melted wax. Just what did happen on the night of July 1st, 1951 in St. Petersburg, Florida. We may never know, though this case still haunts me. I cannot conceive of such complete cremation without more burning of the apartment itself. Yeah. I mean, valid. In fact, the apartment and everything in it should have been consumed. I regard it as as most amazing thing I've ever seen. As I review it, The short hairs on my neck bristle with vague fear. Were I living in the Middle Ages, I'd mutter something about black magic. And that was published in 1961. I did a project on spontaneous human combustion in, like, fifth grade. And I don't remember jack shit about it. We had to pick... There was a variety of topics, and we all had to pick one. And, like, I didn't even want to do that topic, because... I was like, what the fuck is that? I was however old, so I wasn't like, what the fuck is that? But I was like, I don't know what that is. I wanted something like alien abduction or whatever. But mm-hmm. And back, you know, before the internet days of just Google magic, it was like, you couldn't find shit on it. Yeah. But That'd it was, be hard. It was interesting, but sorry. I was just thinking no, about no, that. All good. Um, so unfortunately, no more answers would come forward in the Mary Reeser case. The chief of police said in a statement, described it as the most unusual case I've seen during my almost 25 years of police work in Mm. the city of St. Petersburg. Mm. I mean, that was in 1951. If he would see it today, he'd probably be like, what the fuck is happening here in in Mm -hmm. Florida? (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like the most bizarre shit does happen in Florida. I mean, yeah. But a few theories of Mm. 
what could have, how this could have happened to Mary Reeser. So number one is spontaneous human combustion, hmm. as Sarah was saying. Um, the SHC, mm-hmm. short for spontaneous human combustion, mm-hmm. theory took hold almost immediately among the public and media. To this day, almost 70 years after Mary Reeser's death, the case is still described with this label in the headlines. Mm-hmm. So what is spontaneous combustion? Um, put simply, it's when an object ignites and burns without an external source of fire. So like in South Park, if they held in their farts, they would combust. We are so two very different people because I went the whole like bale of hay route if it's still a little bit damp and then it's like super, super hot, it can like, like it can combust. (laughs) I mean, that's just the last, I watched South Park and that's what happened. They would combust if they held in their farts. That's such a South Park thing to fucking do, Jesus. So while Mary Reeser is the most widely known case of the inexplicable death by fire, other people have met similar fates. The mysterious circumstances of these cases and the failure of investigators to provide... Sorry, yo, people are telling me happy birthday. I can't help it. It's my birthday. (laughs) Failure of investigators to provide indisputable answers make it hard for people to make it, to shake off the image of a person abruptly going up in flames. Mm. But, like, that's kind of literally what I imagine just burning. Yeah. Aliens. The (laughs) other theory is the Wick effect, uh, which was just brought up. The Wick Effect theory proposed by the FBI a harrowing picture of Mary Reeser burning down like a candle. If she had been dead by, say, stroke or a heart attack, examples, or unconscious or incapacitated, sleeping pills, Mm -hmm. it's easy to imagine her lit cigarette falling and burning through her skin. Yeah. I mean, she was a heavy smoker, so she would have dropped it. Mm -hmm. The problem with this theory are that how did Mary's apartment, an entire building, sustain the heat required to cremate a human body? So how would it get over 3,000 degrees Mm -hmm. and not burn the entire building down? Yeah. And the other thing is how how do they explain that shrunken skull? Yeah, that's weird. So... And why didn't it burn the rest of the foot? Right. And shoe. Yeah. What the fuck? So that anthropologist... Um, also stated the head is not left complete the head is not left complete in ordinary burning cases certainly it does not shrivel or reduce to a smaller size in presence of heat sufficient to destroy a soft tissue the skull would literally explode in many pieces I have never known any exception to this rule yeah that's wild what? aliens so the other theory of course is murder over a decade after Mary Reeser's death, um, Krogan, Krogman himself suggested an alternate theory. What if Mary was murdered and burned at a different location? But again, there was melted, like, some of her appliances that were plastic mm-hmm. were little melted, and there was mm-hmm. soot on the ceiling, so I don't know how that... Because, mm-hmm. again, I thought this as well. According to him, the theoretical killer had access to crematorium equipment. After incinerating Mary Reeser, he transported her remains back to the apartment. The question marks in this the question marks in this theory are several. I have several as well. Mm-hmm. 
How do we explain the softened plastics, Mm -hmm. the warm doorknob? Ah, yes. Which made Pansy call the police. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Why would they have kidnapped, killed, burned Mary with her chair? Like they would have had to take her recliner or whatever it was, I'm assuming recliner, with. Probably. And that's going to be a little bit more suspicious. I mean, I don't believe this theory, but here's my either. thought on it. Like, maybe they fried her up, brought her back, then... Don't look at me like that! <laughs> I'm just trying to process that right now. My brain is still pretty foggy today. I don't know if I am still drunk from last night, but I digress. Um, that's why. And then, like localized burned some of the stuff in her apartment to make it look like it happened there. But how do you do that without setting the entire apartment on I fire? I don't know, but it's... Okay. I, okay. I'm just I'm just saying. Because, yeah, trying to bring a chair out and everything, that'd be a whole fucking right. issue. Also, and last, why would a murderer with access to a crematorium return the remains of his victim back to the home? Yeah, well, just shovel her outside so it's been 70 years. Yeah. Oh. And her case still remains one of the biggest unsolved mysteries in modern history. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Yeah. It makes no sense. That is bizarre. I would like to know if like that foot that was left was it was it burned? Like I mean the foot know. wasn't burned, but you know, like the flesh. Yeah, was it charred on the end? It that didn't was, say. you know what I mean. Like, it did not say. It just said she had a remaining foot. Because obviously, if it was like severed, as in cut, that would have been obvious, and they'd be like, "Whoa, that's yeah. an issue." I don't know. It's just honestly, nobody knows what happened to her. I mean, I, I honestly think the cigarettes and the sleeping pills had something to do with it, but how was the fire contained to just her in her chair when there was newspapers right next to it and those weren't mm-hmm. even, like, fully, like, they were fully intact. Aliens. It just, you know, that also came to my foggy brain. Okay. Oh, laser beam. Brain. And that's how her <laughs> skull was shrunk. Right? Like, who? How? That just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I remember Shane in BuzzFeed Unsolved, Shane was, like, laughing. They take their thing serious, but also, like, who who sees a shrunken skull? He was like, what the hell? Like, right. uh, It's just like, that's. But I want to do more of these type of cases that are just hard that there are no answers mm-hmm. um i wanted to do another one to go along with this today but again right now time i apologize guys it's still an interesting story i appreciate it thank you actually if, and if you have a theory or you have something to say about it or let if us you're know. a like, scientist and like wicked smart and you wicked have smart. some sort of input that'd be like oh actually like, throw it our way man yeah so as promised. Yes. The project that we have been asked to help on a little bit. Um, if if your homies that have been here since the beginning, even through our sound issues, actually did um, the Carol Swoboda Thompson case in episode five. Uh, the description we have listed for that 
is Ashley rings in. Oh my gosh, it was the first one in this year. Twenty twenty two. Ashley rings in twenty twenty two with the murder of Carol Swoboda Thompson. She seems to have the perfect Minnesotan life until she was attacked in her own home, March sixth, nineteen sixty three. That drew global attention and rumored to inspire a well known film. So this was the one where her husband, Allegedly. T. Eugene. Well, well he was found guilty of it and right. served time. Um, hired to kill. Hired some dirtball to kill her. And then he hired her. somebody else to do the killing. And he was hiding in the basement with a length of garden hose. It was so just kind of hum- very bizarre. It was weird. I don't know what the hell that point was with that. But he ended up what, stabbing her to death. Later, once T. Eugene served his time and got out, like his family held, like I think you call it a kitchen trial, because yep. his son even was a lawyer. Yep. And uh, you know whatever, but basically the family believed he did it, but he still sat there and said, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't." Um, but her grandson Lance reached out to us uh, about a month after it aired, and this is part of the email he sent sent us. Good afternoon. Carol Thompson was my grandmother. I never met her. I was only born the year my grandfather got out of prison. I'm listening to your episode on YouTube as we speak. And he said, I've recently interviewed my father, Jeffrey Thompson, about his father, Tilmer Eugene Thompson. I'm putting together an audio story, and I'm curious if you all would like to give it a test run once I'm done with the first episode. And he wanted to know if that was something we thought people would actually want to listen to. So, of course, we were like, hell yeah. It's all of it. Helping, (laughs) listening. Right. People want to listen to it. Absolutely. So, he's been putting together a a series, and he let us listen to the first audio um, and just some of the things that Jeffrey said about his father, Tilmer. um, Because that's what he called it, right? More backstory. Yeah, Tilmer. Yeah. To add more backstory to who he was as a person. Yeah, like, you know. And also, um, Carol. Yes, because this was one of those older cases where you can't find a whole lot about, well, you found a decent amount of how they're, they had like that utopian type white picket fence Mm -hmm. and everything else, but it was before the days of everybody put everything on Facebook and all that, so. But it was such a global trial. Mm-hmm. That I was able to find a lot on the actual trial mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so, but as far as the people themselves, exactly like their path, like growing up and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lance is able to provide that family backstory and mm-hmm. asked us to be involved with it. Yes. So we are actually recording the intros to each of the episodes. Yeah. So you can. The, I think the goal is sometime in June, like later June, that he's hoping to have all these six, maybe, episodes of a series ready. So, we would love it if you guys are interested to hear, like, true interviews of of the family member of, you know, someone involved like that, then you guys can listen to, it's called Tilmer, I believe is just the title of it, but we can link it once we have an actual link and everything, but. Once he has it all ready, and hopefully we can post um, a little preview yeah um on ours yeah send some people his way because these people should be heard about and and remembered that's that was like we said last week part of our whole goal so 
we would love it if you guys were interested and shared it yeah i'm excited for that to happen yeah hope you guys keeping it safe out there yeah don't drink and drive holiday weekend be careful i ubered last night it was a long uber but i did it um thank you for all the reviews please keep it up yeah rate us like us love us comment send us your stories whether they be ghosties we're we're interested in ghosty stuff too i've got things that i want to share eventually um and true crime stuff yeah any anything that you've experienced or yeah and um we may be having a special guest on one of our upcoming episodes she has a youtube channel so i posted her before because she's hilarious um so that will be fun because she's also going to turn that into a video for her youtube Mm -hmm. of being part of a podcast yeah so look for that we got we got some exciting things coming up trying to jam it all into our busy lives but Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. coming at you still coming at you with the the lesser known stories of true crime stuff murder mayhem from the americas from the americas from the americas i'm still calling out those five states thank you very much because our (laughs) analytics have not changed in the last week because i check them alaska wyoming Vermont, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. I almost said Mount Vernon again. I'm not sure what that's about. I'm not sure either. The V, like, that's not, you know, whatever. But, um, yes, try to keep it to the Midwest, but there are other states and things that are, like, the spontaneous human combustion from Florida. Like, that's a very interesting story that a lot of people probably don't know. So I want to try to do, and I thought of this, um, a weird, not weird, but, like, bizarre case like this. Mm-hmm. One for each state, starting alphabetical, like just going through the list. But we'll see what I can find if you guys want to hear about that. Yeah, that can be another little mini, like a series. Like I've got the bizarre news and you can have something, whatever. So, but. yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah, guys. I'm going to go celebrate and drink some more. So I'm going to go edit because this needs to come out in less than 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. That's um, all right. I've had to do it to you, too. So it is what it is. Yeah, but you edit. I don't. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Um, Remember, we want to tell stories to you and not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide, birthday edition. (laughs)